0: This week on the Push for Legs podcast, we launch our listener Facebook group. Dan gives a little rant about a certain January topic, and we go over the ins and outs of both of our training for the next twelve weeks. Three,
1: two, one. Let's be prepared. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. How are we doing, Dan? Alright? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too shabby. Started off the new year well. Yeah,
0: I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the most probably enlightening episode of the Push Poor Legs podcast. Guest Mm -hmm. wise anyway. Um, Breaking the glass ceiling, the first female guest we had out. Um, That's not through (laughs) our our fault at all. Just... uh, yeah, we really wanted Lisa to come on, and she, yeah, great person to talk to. I think you'll agree. Hopefully, we got we um, got some comments and certain people talking to us about her coming on. So yeah,
1: all good. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good episode. I thought it's uh, very insightful, and and you know, it's good to hear um, hear her views and opinions on those subjects we talked about because I think sometimes as a man, you you can feel sometimes a little bit skeptical about talking about them because. You know, sometimes you can be like, oh, yeah, but you know, it's not, you know, you're not a woman, so you don't know. So it's nice to have those kind of views reinforced by a woman who who knows her shit. Say yes, to say. Exactly. So, um, and
0: is in the top 25 in, uh, I think I shared it just because we were like, oh my God, we've got somebody who knows what their shit they're talking about on there. was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Top 25 uh, women to follow in the States that we're, we've pointed out. So I think uh, we put it to Dan to compile a list of UK. Um, we we'll we'll pile a listener list as well. So and we'll we'll get our push pull like community to do this. Um, is women we want to follow in the UK that are doing great work basically and. Post it to the community page, and then, uh, or to us, or whatever, and we'll create a nice list. Hopefully, sometime mm. during the year. Um, so, th- Tom, hang on. Let's talk about the community page. Yeah, what the hell? What's that? All right, good. Um, yeah, so we mentioned on the back of last episode um, that we just started up as we we're recording this pro- uh, this podcast. We started up today is the Push Pull Legs podcast (PPLP) um, community listener page, basically on Facebook. Um, yeah basically what we've I think me and Dan talked about was there's a a few of these pages like cropping up and we have private ones for our clients and we have that kind of stuff that you just kind of get to know people that are in the same field in the same boat as you and doing the same stuff um, i.e. listening to us so hopefully the demographic that we kind of people who listen to us probably, probably want to know each other or probably do know each other and this is another medium to talk to to each other through basically is how i got to know steve hall which is cool through one of his groups um and there's no reason why we shouldn't do the same because i think we're we're post we're we're looking in the rearview mirror of over 50 episodes i think we've made it so i'll take a victory. <laughs> <center>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we've officially made it. Um no, I think it's it's just a good way, of, you know, for us to give you guys what you want as well. I think, you know, we can always ask you for guys for for ideas for shows or we can ask you um, you know, what your favorite bits of content are and what you want us to talk more about and and it just gives us it gives us more stuff to work with and, and it means that we give you a show that you want to listen to. Um, you know, you three guys that do listen, you really, really enjoy it by the sounds of it. So it's it's good to know that you know you can be all in one group together and chatting yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, no, it'll be um, it'll be good I think to kind of get that input as well into you know certain special episodes or guests people might want to ask to have on if we can ask them to come on that kind of thing. So hopefully we'll build a nice little community and who knows, we may even sell some t-shirts in the community.
0: Yeah, we don't know,
1: Tom, do we? We, we might do.
0: We might do. You never know. They might be on sale there. Um, just mm.
1: just the listeners
0: only. I'm pretty of sure course. yeah clearly if you haven't listened yeah. to the show then and be, be a there'll be there. like a quiz
1: there'll be a quiz like <laughs> you know <in> episode 21. <laughs> what was the stupid things that week <laughs> and if you don't pass it then wow. <laughs> so do your homework yeah. go listen back to episodes so um, it's all, all
0: going to be yeah I think from going forward as well we might do a couple of well I, either Dan floated this idea if we want to do some Facebook livey stuff, we'll do it in there more than do it on our own pages. It it'd make more sense. Um maybe if uh listeners want to do Facebook Live stuff in there, then they're more than welcome. Obviously it's not gonna be absolute garbage. Um yeah. We're looking looking at you, Rakesh. There's not gonna be loads of plugs for uh <laughs> just comedy nights in uh, some comedy night Brixton. Uh, <laughs> pretty much is gonna be an advertising page for him. Um yeah. But yeah, anything you want to post in there, obviously about fitness, anything else, just a support network more than anything else, and yeah, it's going to be totally free, but closed. So we're not going to let anybody in, well, basically me and Dan and the admins, Um, unless anybody else wants to do the administration stuff, which actually would take a hell of a load off our minds, but um, yeah, all good. I think that that covers that. I think that covers it, I think it covers it. So today's
1: episode then, um, we're going to start with a topic that really irked me this week, um got my back up a little bit so we'll enjoy the bit of a maybe a rant on it but it's the it's the concept of the the overcrowded gyms in January and the newbies <laughs> and stuff and and I think maybe my my take on it might be different to what people would assume it would be um but yeah we're going to talk about that yeah. um then we're going to have a little break uh, and then on the flip side of that we're going to just touch on sort of our training at the moment so obviously with it being a new year it lends itself nicely into a new training cycle um i know i did i don't know if tom did but i had a whole week off training over christmas just a complete deload of everything like didn't even move off the couch i don't think um <laughs> but i came back a week later when exactly the same so it's fine um but yeah, yeah you, I, you
0: see like opposite happened here i actually yeah. did train and i came i came back two kilos more Woo! yeah um yeah hence but i'm used to a lot more um i guess hectic lifestyle in london compared to hectic well moving about at least as
1: well as i was about to say hectic, Tom. I think lifestyle, hectic. You <laughs> like dan, dan doesn't around. dan Scooots doesn't
0: up. move he just he's just in bath goes to the gym comes back that's it i actually have to go to work and move around i, with my st- I still do i still do my few <laughs> steps don't you worry um, Sorry, yeah, but... so yeah
1: we're going to touch on um yeah training programs and like what we've got planned for the next kind of 12 weeks of our um macro cycles that kind of thing and then um We've got Mm. Stupid Things on the Internet, of course, um, which is our first one of the year because we We didn't didn't do one. Because we didn't want to show Lisa how immature we were. We just thought we'd be be like, (laughs) no, we're we're proper here. We're good.
0: But trust me, next week with our next guest, um, it will be featuring because I know he does like a rant. um, And I I pretty much know what I want to talk about with him as well. So it's all right. (laughs) How's that for planning? Jesus, we did so well in January. All right. So, yeah, the whole thing, right? So, so I, I, I will share what Dan texted me because he was like, all right, um, what was it? Yeah, let's do a podcast on newbie gym rush. It's annoying me <laughs> yeah, how horrible people are, basically. Yeah, yeah go, so, like, I, I Wind think you up, wind you up, wind so- you up, and...
1: Go. Yeah so I think obviously like it's really it's really easy to kind of be like oh it's so frustrating everyone in our everyone in the gym they've not been in in here all year and now I can't get a bench and I can't get the equipment and all this sort of stuff. Now I totally get that and I think that's it's frustrating of course it is but at the same time you know we talk about flexible training all the time we talk about look if you can't get on the squat rack you just do something else like it's not the end of the world. Um but it's this whole kind of like. I mean, if you
0: haven't learned about flexible training, go listen to me and Steve Hall. We talked about it extensively, and I'm pretty sure we need to coin that term and do like some sort of workshops on it because it, I, I see it everywhere flex- now.
1: Flexible training.
0: We came yeah, up with um... it. Fucker. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, is that you know like we've all we've all got to like start somewhere. Um, And we've all been that person who doesn't really know maybe what the equipment does or how it works. And we were all there once. And I think it's really, really harsh to just judge all these people because they're using your equipment. Like it's never been your equipment. You you know, you use the gym, you pay a monthly membership. Um, And I understand it's frustrating, but, you know, if you manage to help just one of those people, like improve their form or their gym etiquette, or just how much they maybe enjoy the gym by smiling at them instead of scowling at them, or by sharing the equipment you're using rather than telling them they can't use it. You might just improve their sort of view of the gym or their experience of the gym, and they might come back more often. Now, yeah, in a selfish way, it's like, oh, but my gym will be busier. But actually, you're helping someone on their own fitness journey, and you're improving their health, you're improving their lifestyle, and you just don't know how much that might help over, improve their overall life. And I see it sometimes in fitness professionals as well, and it really bugs me. It's like, oh, you guys should have stopped, should have joined in December if you were that bothered about your goals. It's
0: like, well, yeah, but for
1: some <laughs> for some people, mate, this isn't their life or death thing like it is for you. Like, for us, obviously, it's, it's a huge part of our lives, and it always will be. We'll always train, but... Don't have a go at someone because they start in January because it's quite a logical time to start because it's a natural time for you to go. Actually, I'm going to start a new resolution. I'm going to start doing this this year. And I think it's just a really poor, poor attitude to have to people who are joining in the gym as a fitness professional, but also as someone who's in, who enjoys the gym. Like you want to broaden that experience to as many people as possible, um, so that we all live a healthier lifestyle. And we all have better lives, and we all have more mutually. Um, Mutu- mutually exclusive kind of um and you know hobbies and stuff like the more people are involved in the gym the better it is for everyone because then gyms improve their equipment they improve their size they improve you know memberships get cheaper maybe you know all this sort of stuff that potentially obviously takes years but i think if you actually reach out to them and help them um and you know if you try and think back to how insecure and vulnerable you maybe first felt when you stepped foot in a gym if you actually had someone come over smile at you help you show you how to use a bit of equipment it might have changed your whole outlook on that first week you spent in the gym, um, and how that potentially impacts the whole rest of your life. And yeah, it's a bit kind of like out there, maybe, but essentially, you could almost save someone's life. I know it's a bit stupid, but you could. If if someone's that fat or that overweight that they're in danger of they're endangering their health, and you make their experience in the gym enjoyable, they keep coming back. They might lose a ton of weight, and that could have been just because of that one conversation you've had with them the squat rack teaching them how to squat properly if you know how to do it go and do it like don't be that dick who's just filming them on social media and snapchatting it and having a laugh with your mates because yeah we all see that person like i saw it in the gym the other day we all see that person on a bosu ball standing on the bosu ball doing cable rows right and it's easy to kind of go oh, what the fuck are they doing oh my god <clears throat> but if if they genuinely don't have a clue then go and offer some help and just say actually you know you'd be better off not using that or something like this woman unfortunately was with a trainer so i mean god help her but (laughs) but that's that's the reality right is that there are people who will go to see trainers and be none the wiser they'll still be get shipped for if if you know what you're doing go and help someone and yeah you know they might they might initially be a bit like scared and a bit kind of maybe standoffish but just be a bit more like no it's fine it's okay i've done this for a few years and i can help you and you know I just want to help. It's safer, and it makes you enjoy it more. And I just, I feel that would really help the whole industry and how people view it. Because there, there was once a gym I remember who, I, can't, I think it was in America, Planet Fitness or something, that banned like bodybuilders. They they banned like the use of heavy weights, or I can't remember what it was now. Um, but their like membership went through the roof because all of a sudden people weren't around these people that they looked up to and and thought, oh, they're so scary and intimidating that they actually felt like it was a place they could go and they felt felt like it was a place they belong. And it's up to us to kind of sometimes go, look, if we're a bit in shape or a bit intimidating for us to kind of be maybe that people that are a bit more approachable, to say, no, we can help you. Like, I don't want paying for it. I'll give you 10 minutes of my time to show you how to squat properly or deadlift properly. Um, it's going to enjoy your experience and say hello to them when they come into the gym rather than just kind of grunt at them because <laughs> they, they don't look like they belong there. Or they're not wearing, like you say, like they're not wearing gym shark kit or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Just go over and say hello. And I refuse help. to wear gym shark kit. That's the only. That's the. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, not, you're not big enough or lean enough, so that's your problem. But
0: massive, mate. Yeah, Absolutely. it just
1: kind. Of, it just kind of irks me a little bit, and like you know, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not talking about those people who are. Um, I'm not talking about the people who are in there and think they're amazing and like act amazing and are really loud and obnoxious and all that sort of shit. I mean, the people that are genuinely feeling vulnerable, insecure, maybe the first time ever in a gym. Like be nice. Like don't, don't be a dick. Basically, yeah. yeah.
0: I think I think if even if it's like weird to approach them, then most gyms have like fitness coaches that are learning to be trainers or people that are man in the gym. And if you see somebody struggling, um, I hope that the guys that work for me, and um, even if there's like members who or your membership there. Um, Go and tell one of the fitness coaches to be like, I oh, do. Um, maybe this guy looks like he might need a little bit of like help. Um, and then, funny enough, they might book in to see that person for some sort of program design or yeah, just yeah. a little one to one. Just and you'd be like, oh yeah, I'll come and help you with that because And then immediately, if they're in the uniform that's in the gym, they've got that. I don't know. Accessibility and authority to to say something. Obviously, if they're dog shit, don't uh, go tell them to do
1: something. But um. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. And that's the thing is, like you know, if if you're the first person that that imparts some sort of knowledge to these people and helps them, they genuinely feel the benefit of it. You're going to be the first person they go to when they next need a bit of advice and if yep. you're a trainer that's gold dust Like that's amazing like you know spend 20 minutes with someone like not charging them for it in your in your spare time rather than sitting on your ipad playing on games and candy crush and whatever like go out and actually speak to someone for 20 minutes about about them and say look you know oh, i've noticed you're new to the gym you know this is the first time you're in the gym oh yeah i do this every january i come along and you could say well all right well i do these classes at this time like i'd love for you to come along like i'll, I'll take you through everything like don't worry you can be an absolute beginner and i'll be there to support you my name's dan um if you need me at all here's my email address what like, classes you know, do you do you- dan
0: what classes oh, are you doing
1: mobility mates <laughs> But, you know, I think that's like that for me, that for me is the job of a trainer. Like forget like trying to get loads of clients, just be a nice person like, and help people and they'll just gravitate towards you. So if that person that joined the gym in January starts coming to your class twice a week, if you do classes and they know your name and they know you're a nice person, when, it, when the time comes that they need a bit more help in four to six weeks and they want a training program, they want someone to show them how to the deadlift, they're going to come to you. They're not going to go to anyone else guarantee you that um and i just think that's where the fitness industry is just sucks big time right massively um and i think that's where the in the in-person training especially the people just need their head screwed on like don't just be like oh i only want to train sports people well you're not gonna train sports people (laughs) fucking deal with it doesn't happen a they don't come to regular gyms and b it's not that much fun anyway like (laughs) These are the people that are your bread and butter. And they'll, you know, you, like I said, it comes back down to you could change someone's life. Like that's what you're in this industry for, in my opinion. Um, not to try and tra- train celebrities. Um, that's not that much fun either. So,
0: <laughs> Both done that. That's not that much fun.
1: Yeah, so exactly. It's not, and it, but, it, but it really, and that's coming from people who do it. Like it really yeah. isn't. You get no recognition. You get no name out there anywhere. They want something for free probably um yeah and they don't do what they're told so what, what, you know, these, <laughs> e- these people will do what you say if you make it as easy as possible for them they will do it um and and you know if you can teach them a little bit about well, oh, why don't you listen to this podcast or whatever i know i'm not plugging ours but even, <laughs> yeah actually uh, yeah, I uh, yeah but even if you because ours is obviously geared at more like advanced trainers maybe stuff like that but even if you you know of a podcast that's a, that's a little bit lighter gives a bit more help about general health like just say to them like, "Oh, this is a really good idea. Go and look at this, or go and look at that." Uh, and I think you'd be amazed at how much people might interact with you and how much they'll really appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's Coming what. Off I back would of that, say.
0: When, what was interesting thing? I guess people might actually want to know
1: um, what was our first experience in a gym. I, you know what? Um, I really embarrassing. This is actually for me. Great, hugely, hugely embarrassing. <laughs> um, so I, um, I. F- I, when I first used to go to gyms, I just literally stick to treadmills all the time. I played football, so I didn't really kind of bother. That's enough legs, training. right? That's that's enough legs. Yeah, I, was, I said, totally. I was gonna get ripped body. Yeah. Know, running. And um, <laughs> and I think at uni, like there was a pull up bar, and I could do a few pull ups because I wasn't that heavy, probably. Um, Still even on. though I was fat, yeah. I wasn't heavy. Uh, I had no muscle. Um, and I remember when I got my first gig at um at, at Reading at football, um, I was like, right, I'm gonna start using the gym and the weights. You know, the guy there was big into his weights, so I was like, right, I'm gonna start using that. I remember. I remember the first day I used to train first thing in the morning in the in the training ground when no players were there just the staff. And, uh, and those, I remember those I was doing, those
0: notorious massive football
1: players, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember that I was doing uh, cable flies. I was doing cable flies in a vest and fucking, and the goalkeeping coach came in, came past, walked past. And obviously it it's all windows, all doors, and like that. And he opened the door and goes, oh, look, it's fucking Rocky. Who do you think you are, mate? <laughs> and I'm there, obviously, like, skinny as a rake. And he's like, oh. And he's like, hey, everybody, come and look at Rocky in the gym. And then, obviously, the other coaches come in. I'm there in this shitty little vest, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and, yeah, and and that actually kind of made me go, actually, I'm not wearing this vest again. I'm not coming in the gym at this time again because they're all there. And yeah, yeah. that's kind of like, well, you're you're the equivalent of that goalkeeping coach, like, <laughs> having a go. Like, it's not a nice feeling. Um yeah, that's that's my f- first experience of, of kind of being in a gym. Um wasn't a very nice one, admittedly. But it only inspires you to kind of work okay. a bit harder, but that's just our attitudes, right? <laughs> Rather than some people would, some people that would probably crush them. So Yeah.
0: That's interesting. I think mean, my mine I'm not too sure when mine was because I did a lot of athletics um, when I was 16 to like 18. And we did some gym-based stuff, but I was with a coach and mm. For something weirdly, obviously we did most of our stuff was like bounding, plyometrics, and actually just make it or not, running. Um, and uh, the only stuff we ever gym did in the gym was like, <laughs> it was like leg pressing, and literally just all on machines, which which I which is fair enough. Like if he didn't want to injure us, I guess. But he, he clearly had no idea what we were meant to be doing in there. I don't think because we mm. do we would do some leg press, some like hamstring curls. Um and some leg extensions on the machines, and then we would do killer ab workouts. Um, just just because we all oh, know because you needed killer abs. Yeah, I mean, like we we were we were wearing like vests when we were running, so they they needed to be abs under there clearly, mm-hmm. just just in case they flapped out a little bit. So um, mm-hmm. it'd be embarrassing yeah. if there wasn't really when we we're oh, sprinting. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the main the stuff that we did, and then it was just a classic. When I I used to work at a, as a lifeguard in Essex, and then. Yeah, we had like a gym that just got like kitted out and I spent a hell of a lot of time in there trying to do something. I of no idea what I was doing, to be honest. I did a lot, a hell of a lot of running again because I was like, oh, it's a football, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then I do like, yeah, intervals on that quite a lot. And then I'd go do basically cable stuff and dumbbell stuff. And the only kind of thing they had in there was a Smith machine. And mm. I would Smith machine squat, which I didn't, obviously back then, I didn't know what... Hey, bro, we we do that now. Yeah, I know. Like, obviously, but I didn't know what I was doing. It's not like, actually, I was manipulating this in a certain foot pattern to do, like, a Smith Machine hack squat. That's perfectly legitimate if somebody is doing that. (laughs) Not, I'm just going to go under this and hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) And see, like, the magical Smith Machine who... Nobody knows how much the bar weighs it's just no. It's, no and then unracking it was really i still find it really odd and obviously i don't use one for my training because that'd be a bit odd for me um yeah. but <laughs> yeah and then i just used to do i used to do just endless drop sets of i don't know everything basically and just be like, like I, didn't know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I just try to get out as quickly as possible yeah so I was just like, i've
1: yeah. got a, I've got another funny story as well it was um Actually, we should get our listeners to send in their first funny stories oh, yeah, there the for Mister yeah. Um But yeah. I, another one of mine was um, yeah, I was at a gym in Liverpool when I was doing my my yeah. masters. So again, for me, still relatively young in my my yeah. gym career, like I really hadn't. I just started awesome. my masters. Absolutely. What would I be in twenty 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 one? When I
0: was like twenty, yeah, like. We were obviously both doing sports science degrees and masters in sports or whatever, but I was shocking in the gym when I was at at uni. Absolutely terrible. 100%. Never.
1: (laughs) sports science degree did not teach you a thing about weightlifting or anything, powerlifting. Oh, I did strength and conditioning, so my last year was good, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I remember now, I was... um... I was in the gym and I was using, it must have been a female bar at the time because it had plastic ends to the Olympic uh, bar. Because it was
0: the one you could only lift, right? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, no, I must, I must have been lifting a fair amount of weight because the funny story you'll find out in a second. But um, I took all the weights off one end. Yes. And it just flipped into the wall. Like, Luckily, there was no mirrors in but it flipped into the wall and nearly smashed me in the head. And, of course, I look around and, of course, people are there going, oh, what a dick, <laughs> shaking their heads at me um yeah we've all we like again we've all kind of done that you know our first time like you you don't realize that you you know it takes sometimes you just see it or something like that for you to go oh shit i better not do that because that guy looks like an absolute (laughs) um the classic yeah, like, yeah, load, yeah.
0: loading up like a training bar that only weighs about seven kilos and then yeah. just putting 20s yeah. on it. I've had to stop people from doing that a few times. But like, you might want not want to have that bar. It might snap. Um, yeah, don't use yeah. that bar. <laughs> it's it's a lot lighter than the others, have you noticed? Um, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it, and like, we've all been there, right? And that's yeah. kind of... as it's kind of how you learn and kind of the, one of the beauties of having a coach is that you you, know, you probably don't have to learn the hard way because they'll tell you yeah. um, but that's how we learn Like that's how I learn I mean um, even
0: I think one of the beauties as well even right now obviously I know how to box squat and I know how to do everything like that hopefully um, but I've just had box squats written into my programs and I haven't done them for a, a long time and then mm-hmm. there's, a, there's quite a few variations I think Clarky just assumed that i would do what he wanted and i was like uh what variation of what do i want to do because i can argue a few cases of what i should be doing he was like fuck no don't do that i was like i was like well i needed you to tell me that otherwise i would have i would have done loads of different variations and just yeah which which one i should be doing um yeah so yeah it was a little bit odd
1: that's good
0: see everybody knows us a little bit better now dan so we'll
1: that's it, right? We've all been yeah, there. Go, like,
0: go, yeah. uh, go on the Pushball Days community page. Go share your gym experience. Try and video self reenacting it ish. Um, yeah, or, or not if it's too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, obviously, there'll be some listeners that only only just got in the gym, so they can, they can video themselves anyway. So, yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Looking at your clients, mate. So, they're yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. We'll have a little break there. Yeah, I think, and then we'll come back for what me and Dan are doing for 2017, or for the next 12 weeks, anyway. And well, then, uh,
1: so I, I, I only know the next 12 weeks. Yeah, I my... I
0: really only know the next four. Um, that's about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, then uh, we'll talk about stupid things. If you're enjoying the show, guys, go head over to iTunes or Facebook and give us a rating. But more importantly, go find the Pushball Legs listener community on Facebook and ask questions, post some stupid things, interact with some other listeners and of course me and Dan. So, plans for the year, what's going on? I'm guessing Um, we're only going to be talking about training here, not
1: business. Oh no, God, i spent all day doing that. Um, (laughs) This is a nice light-hearted evening I've got, I don't want to be talking about that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, so training, yeah, and the reason I want to talk about it is because obviously like with it being a new year, uh, it's obviously a time people are kind of either... Settling down into a new training plan or whatever, and by the time this podcast podcast goes out, we'll have been kind of our first week into our f- our training program. Um, yeah, yeah. We we kind of had um, so full disclaimer. We kind of had like a four week warm up to this cycle um, for a reason. I'll explain why um, because we are doing full body training. Um, which isn't that unheard of in powerlifting realms because you'd probably no, train right. day, you'd probably train like three days a week it's full body. Um, yeah. and you do you know bench squat and deadlift every single day in some some form um, yeah but we're not doing that we're doing five days a week uh, and we're doing like every body part each day um, so we had to kind of do it for four weeks to test it and to see what was gonna happen otherwise we could have just fucked ourselves over basically um, which we did Um, so basically yeah we did five days a week and we either did basically we did a a quad a hamstring and a glute exercise Uh, and based on the day obviously depending on whether we did a compound lift for quads or hamstrings or glutes whatever it was Uh, and then we did a compound lift for chest back and shoulders and then we did either a bicep or a tricep or an abs or a calf based on the day we we were training so I mean if you can imagine one day doing three sets of 10 back squats, the next day doing three sets of three back squats, then the next day doing three sets of 10 on leg press, then the next day doing three sets of three on deadlift, and then the next day doing three sets of 10 on safety squats, it's not very nice.
0: I, to be honest, it doesn't sound too dissimilar to my training for the last six months.
1: Yeah, so for you, <laughs> it's, it's fine, right? Obviously, because um, you know, you're used to it. Um, but the only problem with that was we were doing then supplementary lifts like hack squats, pendulum squats, leg press, glute ham raise, uh, leg extensions, hamstring curls, all with like double drop sets, like as many sets as you can, as many reps as you can. Um, and then every day we were doing like a bench, uh, a row and again, double drop sets on everything because you have to take your muscle to a point where it's fatigued enough that you get a stimulus from the training. Otherwise you don't get enough volume into the muscle. Um, and we were just doing too much in each session. We were doing too many drop sets, too many, as many AMRAP sets and our CNS was just fucked, basically fried. So we've had a little rethink, kind of readjustment of it and we're now still doing full body, but we're doing four sessions a week, full body and one session just upper body. Um, and we've, we've kind of cut back a little bit on the double drop sets and the AMRAP sets for certain movements um and try to kind of stick to those on like the more isolation exercises like leg extensions hamstring curls um things like that this is where um,
0: you you should have just um so when when dan, i don't listen to dan about nutrition dan doesn't listen to me about programming so yeah. this is exactly what i wrote out for a couple of the guys that are doing basically what dan is i believe is in, into a gaining phase right now Mm-hmm. much yep. like one of my clients and pretty, pretty much is what he's just described as what he's just about to go into is what he's been in, on for the last six weeks is there, pretty much a sim- similar thing. I tested him out on certain stuff um before seeing how much he could do and then i went from he's just built up from doing four sessions a week to five sessions a week so now he's got that extra option day but he's still mm. doing what is a kind of a daily undulating but in terms of hitting full body most of the time and he'd never yeah. done it before um mm. yeah and it was it, it is it takes it took a while to get accustomed to as well
1: yeah it, it takes its toll um we haven't we've we've um, all kind of noticed it does allow you to eat more food like you definitely yeah, need more for food sure. to recover yeah. um and it, it kind of sounds obvious but at the same time you, you kind of don't believe it sometimes until you do it and you know the reason we're doing it is because it allows us to fit in more volume over the week yep. um and given that we've identified our legs as a, as a major area for improvement it means we can mm. fit a hell of a lot more volume in our legs than, than we could do previously um and not feel as sore potentially mm day to day um once you get used to it it's actually not too bad the soreness and i've noticed some real good progress in my squat um for you know for those of you who don't obviously my hips only just now feeling okay and i'm back to kind of squatting heavy and today i did 120 for two which has probably for me been um it's quite a decent number considering that i was doing like 100 100 kilos for five reps um uh, you know in december Uh, and before that i'd never really squatted during my prep all that heavy so uh, and I managed to do 90 kilos for 17 reps so back to what we were talking about the other week where, yeah like, that's we have, that's like, that's the, a yeah, that differentials
0: mad like, like if I if you think... worked
1: out my rep max from from my 90 kilos for 17 reps my rep will yeah, is about like 145 yeah
0: it? about that I'd say and um, um, that's that's a big disparity is why we don't always believe the percentages ex- yeah. from straight up we have to test at like a either a five or a three rep max test not go and, off basically what the like a lot of people go off those uh there's a few oh. different like formulas that you can work out right that
1: are men have projections yeah, just like literally like the most linear charts you've seen in life yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like that doesn't work um but yeah, yeah i actually i actually had to stop at 17 reps because i couldn't breathe it wasn't actually because my legs were that messed up i probably could have got another rep or two but yeah. i literally couldn't breathe um and then like say today 120 for two it was early morning different kind of time of training Maybe could have gone heavier, done another rep. No, sorry, it was one twenty for three because I did an extra rep. Because it was AMRAP, um, but still, just not that impressive. But for me, it, it's an improvement. And my safety squat again has gone from I think I did like ninety kilos for like ten or twelve reps. Um, again, so everything's going in the right direction, and it seems to be progressing well. And I'm really enjoying it. And it takes it does take away that fear of leg day because you're like, well, every day, you're like every day you're, in that, yeah. you're you know you're doing something that's going to hurt, um, which is good. It allows us to eat more food but we definitely noticed before we we were kind of too fatigued day to day and whether it was because it was a long end of a long year as well we don't know so um yeah we kind of just went over it today and yeah four days a week full body um deadlifts back in, and everything like that so i think my deadlift last last thing i did i think i did 140 for six 140 for three yeah 140 for th- 140 for four <laughs> Fuck me! My memory is useless. Yeah. My my program's right here. I probably <laughs> literally right down here. Um, but yeah, either way, like again, not impressive numbers, but for me, someone who who hasn't really trained strength that much recently, um, mm-hmm. it's quite nice to kind of be um, one thirty for six. It was dead, enough, yeah. so not too mad yeah. um, for a skinny little runt like me. Um, so yeah, it's been really enjoyable because I've noticed improvements in in strength and you notice the more you squat, the better you get at it. And even if you're a little bit sore, it doesn't take long. And, you know, it's that whole thing of we're really enjoying squatting, um, we're, but we're squatting more. And in theory, you should be hating it more. But actually, it's quite nice to get under there and, and do it. So, yeah, um, we'll see, basically, is, is what I'm going to say, for 12 weeks. Um, as long as we eat enough food, we should recover and grow. Um, but like I say, the main focus really is, is kind of legs and chest for this kind of 12 weeks. That's cool. Yeah, cause I quite... The the way that programming is is
0: you can it's very easy to just write a focus as well because you basically I'm sure what Dan's doing as well is kind of you adding up you throughout the week of how many times you're hitting a certain muscle group or volume for yeah. reps and blah 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 and you have a like and then per per session you have how many sets and how many reps you're doing over either one muscle group and then it adds up for the, the cumulative week and then you can focus and you can manipulate that and actually oh I I want to do between like twenty two and twenty eight sets or something like that per session. And mm-hmm. then you can be like, right, well I'm gonna gear ten sets of that just to one muscle group, like per session, and then yeah. then that is your focus. Um and you can just manipulate it that way. So which is which is a great way great way of looking at something. And it's 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 very similar um in strength wise as well. So which is but obviously with the doing it every day, you've got to be I would say even more accommodating on not getting too hung up on your supplementary lifts going for higher. basically the guys that are like uh yeah like i don't know number threes the fours that kind of thing like cds in your program not getting too hung up if they don't move from week to week they're probably they'll move up month to month at your stage and probably the people that are I guess I I beat this down quite uh, in a couple of my guys that I'm just like I'm not worried that if that doesn't move, I was like if number A and A1 or like number two doesn't move from kind of week to week, then uh, yeah, that might be an issue, but don't get too hung up about the uh, the number number seven, your tricep extensions for Amraps AM, yeah. am wraps for yeah, something like that. It's not it's, yeah. it doesn't. I think
1: matter. I think the way the way that we are kind of gauge we I mean I certainly the way <laughs> I look at it is kind of as long as like for example we do like say i'm just looking at it now like incline smith press right so we do an incline bench press on a smith machine now for me as long as one of those sets i'm going for a heavier weight and as long as the next week I do that yeah. heavier weight for maybe two of the sets or I increase the weight on one of the sets, for me, it's that way of I, I'm progressing. I know that my compound lifts, they're moving up. Like I say, for my spider curls, for standing calf raises, I don't give a shit. It's just yeah. literally like I need to get the volume in, get it done, and they're in there so that we keep getting the stimulus there rather than worrying about increasing the load. But it's so, like, sure, they'll so, go up. They'll go up, but, yeah, it'll, it'll... but I'm not going to kill myself and worry about it if, if you know, if in eight weeks they don't move. <laughs> Because the you know the spider kills going from a ten kilo to a 12 and a half kilo for a set of fifteen reps is going to take a long time. Talk talk about the percentage of that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Like a, that's a twenty percent
0: increase. If you try to do <laughs> yeah. that in your squat, you'd be like, oh fuck, yeah, that's quite a lot. Yeah, right?
1: e- exactly. Um, so it's you know, there's there's definitely certain exercises we use to gauge progress, and as long as on our main compound lifts, our bench, our squat, our deadlift, the numbers are going up, and that on our you know, on our supplementary lifts, with a compound lifts like lat pull downs, that you know, dumbbell overhead press, you know, dumbbell rows, they're all going up every other week or every three weeks. Then we know we're on the right page. Um, ultimately, we have to get stronger. But yeah, I'm not going to be worried about my one rep max on pec deck. You know,
0: <laughs> I would be.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: be but extensively then, you know, worried. I don't I can't remember the last time I've been on a pec deck. Yeah.
1: Jesus. Um but then we've got our log, you know, that we record the weights we did, the reps we did. So even on our AMRAP sets we record the reps. Yeah. Um and then, you know, it gives us a nice view of our volume load. So it could be that one week, you know, we're on our you know, we do like six, four, two. So on our last week we could do, you know, just on our two rep set on back squats, you might get four or five reps out. And actually our volume load could be higher on that day than it is for the four rep set. So it's just about making sure the volume load stays around the right area and that that increases over time um, and we have to make sure we deload properly as well otherwise we will be uh, <laughs> yeah that's probably the one of the biggest things as well
0: mm. is getting that deload in I would I write it in either every three or every five for those guys um, depending on and pretty much at the end of the f- yeah probably between three and five weeks and at the end of the third week I'm like how are you feeling um, yeah fine alright go one more week how are you feeling Yep. Yeah, fine. All right, and then I call. I'm just like, now you're deloading. You're off. Yeah. you're off for a week. As far as I'm concerned, every at least a week, acclimatizes for like one to two days of deload. So mm. if you're training for four weeks on, you should have at least like about eight days off deloading-wise. doesn't matter if it's mm. like you know like oh god that doesn't fit perfectly into my week schedule fuck off yeah all right <laughs> it's just yeah that re- really annoys me as well the week by week schedule i was like all right it has to start on monday is it all right okay all right first it's first works absolutely fine for me because i can get like a session in thursday friday then have a couple of days off then go monday Tuesday. yeah it's fine doesn't matter uh how's my training looking then all right lots of lots of videos out there great yeah mate um, all the videos for you isn't it all the videos on instagram I'm buzzing over it. It's great. Um, I'm trying to post more of my supplementary lifts, as to be honest, because everybody fucking posts pictures of squats and deadlifts and stuff like that. I think the more interesting ones are the supplementary. So I've done a, a few like push. I did that finisher. That was basically if you talk about my week of Christmas, I went. I got a free uh, free gym membership for a week at a, uh, oh, a nice. place in a place in Malden, where the salt is from. That's right. That's where I live. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. molten sea, Mold sea salt. That's the classic, right? I think even our states listeners might know what that is. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, got a free gym membership there, but I think I posted a picture about the the kind of rack thing they had. With uh, <laughs> I went to squat in it, and uh, there were only like two. There were two barbells in the whole in the whole gym, and I went to squat in it, and the uh, the safeties don't move. So and they were set up way way high. So I went to squat and just smashed down on the safeties, and I was like, "Oh god, this is not." So I Jim fail. <laughs> I had to beat that guy who squatted outside the rack. and I was just like, "Oh," because I I couldn't get. I don't know. I went in the rack and I squatted to not to depth, and I was like, "This is weird." When I'm meant to be hitting for mm. these lifts, obviously I took it like. I did take it easy. I took it as a deloady pump kind of week, more than anything else. So I did some yeah. like triple sets and did some pairings, and yeah, made use of the stuff that was there. All right, there. be careful. You're saying it's a bodybuilder scene. No, no, it was, it was, it was the epitome of flexible training. But I had a kind of, I posted a few things about. Oh, I had to do this because I couldn't do this. I had to do this. I couldn't do this. That's that's okay to a certain extent. Don't get in mm-hmm. the habit of. Oh, I'm just gonna change every single one. Um, yeah. every week and I was like no, that's not what we're trying to do every, like once or twice a week's not going to kill you but don't try mm-hmm. and if, if it don't <laughs> change your deadlift to trap by deadlifting every single week just because you're oh, like I can't, actually I, I like that
1: I can't deadlift so I'm just going to do stiff leg deadlifts <laughs> with these 10 kilo dumbbells mm. no that's not really how it works it's not the
0: same stimulus so um, <laughs> so I did a little bit of a pump more than anything else and then my training has gone into basically prep well more it's just, just a lot of uh, strength stuff obviously um, but uh, what we talked about before is more volume um, I'm doing right now. But less lifts, to be honest. I only have four lifts per day. What's that? Is that, that's
1: like a warm-up.
0: <laughs> I only have four lifts. And then I have some conditioning as well. But uh, yeah, I only have four lifts. So I have main and then free supplementary. And my lift... my more split into now which I, I for about six months I was doing what Dan was doing a bit more undulating full body all that kind of stuff so I had a main lift so I'd squat bench deadlift but I have a variation of each one um depending on rep range um now don't,
1: don't pretend don't pretend like you're doing 250 reps in a day you were not doing 250 reps oh in no i was
0: never doing that that's, that's yeah shocking. so let's not compare it <laughs> let's not try and compare but it. yeah i was load wise a little bit more but um mm. yeah now i'm just doing i got like four threes fives and four sets and then rep wise we're going from like threes threes to twelves uh ranges why is it I'm hit pretty hit, much hitting every range I've got one day all, that's just all, all strength, strength work then yeah I know pretty much um, <laughs> the 12s are a killer five sets of 12 that just takes too long Dan I don't know what you're doing um I realize I'm resting that means I can Instagram and look at the videos um mm. but yeah mine's just like main lifts obviously I'm bench pressing deadlifting squatting uh and push pressing uh, I don't know why obviously John Clark's a strong man he likes push pressing it's not one of my mm. favorite things. It's it's a little bit better, more. I don't know. We did a lot of military press in the movie before, and there's not really a pull that's like apart from your deadlift that I class as the pull as that you can like do strength wise. It's not really. You can't. A, yeah. No, it's not something because it doesn't have a natural stopping point at, in in kind of from concentric to eccentric. Not no. like any of the others. Um, yeah, it'd be really. I don't know. We pro- yeah. It'd be it'd feel weird to like do I don't know bent over rows just because your back could give out or yeah. Like I mean we we, we yeah, tried um, chin ups for a while. Yeah, chin ups can be something. But then our argument was I don't really agree with a one rep max chin up. Like I I'd only do like three rep max chin ups probably because yeah. I, I just think that movement needs to be a little bit smoother. And I feel like if you hit just one, <laughs> it probably wasn't very clean. So um, yeah. So then I just got yeah it's only four days a week only four days a week same as you mate so um well, <laughs> and then uh yeah mainly so today was just like all leggy kind of stuff it's more of a hinge day i class it more as and i've um, this is the luxury of having a coach and you talk to them um i asked for some single limb work um because i i like to i don't like i feel like it helps with injury prevention I know it does. So um yeah, I would put some split squats and stuff in there. Um but he's left God. it up to me whether I want some barbell work or anything like that. So yeah, some tempo stuff. It's good. So single nice. on, yeah, front squatting, Ugh. 12s. Ugh. That's awful. Oh, Trap bar deadlifts, some arnie presses I've got in now as well, so it should be fun. You are a bodybuilder, you I see? Know. I'm that big Um, but obviously percentage wise I've I've gone up so previously my last meso was working at fives and I was doing like Mm. between 70 and 77.5% now I'm working fours and threes so I'm doing between 80 and 90% Um, so I'll work up so I did four fours today I'll work up to three threes in about three weeks at about 90% Um, Mm. yeah and this is more for an outlook of how i like my programming done as well so dan's got those amrap sets in there and i don't like as my mindset i don't like the amrap set um just because i don't like that open-ended question i like i need to hit this for this and then i stop mm. um yeah. once the amrap sets i'm like all right well how many should i be hitting and that i need that in my head um mm. obviously i i pop onto like Jim Wendler's 531 app and work out what I should be doing every single one and I'll get completely bummed down if, if I don't hit that AMRAP set and then obviously what we talked about before if we're if I'm doing AMRAP set at 70% I might hit 12s or something like that and it's just like alright well you're good at that range or I'm not never going to hit that really for a high rep so I'm not good with that mm. uh, and I Yeah can I, can I
1: can see that I can see how that affects yeah. like you say going into a set you just want to know what you're doing I, get, I think that yeah. makes sense as a as a powerlifter. I think I I get where where that comes you from. You
0: got you got other stuff. Like obviously you're thinking about it as well. But with the leeway of maybe you, the higher rep ranges, um, mm. you're not thinking about
1: your your breathing and the bracing and the tension. Yeah, yeah. It's not about reinforcement of technique no. like it could be for you guys. You know, for you guys. Mm. But for us as well, it's kind of a case of we know that more volume is probably better than more weight in terms of like the rep ranges we work. And we know for us you know sets of eight might be more beneficial than sets of threes we know we need to be strong um but for me i'd rather go into a set being like right let's see how many reps i can do with this and get eight out and use that as my marker of improving my strength knowing that each week i'm adding a rep or two Uh, whereas you would rather see more weight go on the bar because it's a different feeling when you have more weight on the bar it is a totally different feeling so i I can see that that necessity for you as a a powerlifter definitely
0: yeah so different We'll 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 talk about how it's going. It's all right. It's all good. I'm gearing up for competing. I think I have just been texting one of a fellow powerlifter. I think we'll be first week of April maybe or March. One of the times. Ooh. I think he did want to do January, but I said no. Um, <laughs> I didn't fancy doing that straight away. To be honest, I got a I got a, mm. like. What have I got? About three months to lose two kilos. Will I do it? Um, yeah.
1: Well, if you listen, you might. Yeah, yeah, I
0: will. Don't worry. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. I won't be going up any uh, crazy. I was when I started at like eighty-nine kilos um, before. Now, what my starting point? Eighty-five. I'm sure it will drop off because I won't be drinking much. I was drinking over the holidays, obviously, Dan. So. Because of course you were fun. Clearly, um, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, let's fucking do stupid things, man. We've ranted about our uh, ranted. It's been a we're real talking, long episode already. Yeah, already. We well, we talked about our training. We, we're with that self indulgent. We know that's what we like talking about, right? Our ourselves. So, All about us, mate. Yeah, um, so stupid things. I pulled one up. Dan, you want to do yours or not? Oh, like we just we'll crack on with uh, the one that I think you I got co- it, I couldn't resist because it got me. You mm.
1: got me wound up. Um, it got you wound up before the show, just talking about it. Yeah, so I know. I hope you can recreate that. <laughs>
0: It's a bit odd, like, uh, so sometimes, I'm sure everybody does it, um, when you get a like or a follow on Instagram, you might click on somebody's page, and then you you look at their stuff, and maybe they don't actually, they're not following you for... Because it's you. Um, They're following you just because they liked the picture or video or something like that. Or they want you you to follow them back. Or they want them to follow back, which I have an app that I just unfollow the ones that don't follow me back. Um, So it's always fun. I'm just like, you get the follow-unfollow. It's just like, all right, well, fuck off. That was really odd. Why why are you doing that? It's very odd. Um, But, yeah, so I clicked on that. And then I was... I looked at their stuff, they were like, oh yeah, it's like uh, strength training and all this other training and all this stuff for home gyms, like for home, just being at home and all this stuff. I was like, all right, you're an online coach, that's cool, let's click on click on your website. Um, so I went on the website and discovered some stuff that, let's say, I didn't agree with. Um, that's a shock. <laughs> absolute shock. So I did screenshot it because... Very odd. So I went on the questions and answers because I was a bit like, oh, I've got some questions that I want answering. Maybe they're on there. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, I bet they weren't. Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Referring back to gurus and stuff, um, which is annoying because like, this person markets themselves as a as a online personal trainer and coach and stuff. And then one of the questions is, am I a professional trainer? And... They said by trade, no, under the question. However, I was like, well, end of question. There's no, no however there. Is there? <laughs> I was just like, what are you certified to do then? So, even though all the stuff was planned out for workouts for strength training and all this other stuff, and, but they're like, I was like, you're fully qualified to teach Pilates and yoga, hip hop, and insanity. It's so like, if you're given programs that are just that, then that's fine. But not don't advertise home strength, strength training. That's um, it Home strength training. That home strength sound. training, which which is, which we'll get onto that. Um, which apparently being a part like we will both agree, and I hope our listeners do that. You would should do some sort of nutrition course to ab, to I don't know. And there's nothing on here on the about um, to qualify you to talk about supplements supplementation. Um, there's stuff that I advise, but. Not unless you're Herbalife, I'm, I'm not qualified. Herbalife, that's fine, it's great. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, oh, it was just kind of baffling.
1: Um, so that's why probably she, what it is, you know. That's probably what she sells. Probably,
0: I, I think I did. I tried to no, because obviously, going on to that, that's um, so they, she advertises home strength training, um, which, with I'm finding very hard to do at home, is build strength. Obviously, from a very basic level, you probably can. But I'd say you probably get as much out as you can at home, I reckon, three months, three or four months if you actually followed a plan. That's probably yeah. from starting from real ground zero, like doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that's probably how you can go. And then the other thing on here, um, why should I spend my money on Shakeology? Dan, you're a a nutritionist. So shake, I presume, the protein shakes. And ology Mm. means the study of. So the study of protein shakes, is there such a thing? I'm sure there probably is. I need to get certified in it if it is. (laughs) You definitely do, mate. Jesus. um, Yeah, Workouts are only 20% of your results and nutrition is 80%. Refer back to one of our podcasts where we argued is training more important than, than nutrition? What's more important? Um, totally fucking depends on goals. You, I, I will not stand here and say that to improve your strength and get a really awesome squat, um, that your nutrition is going to be better than your workout is 80% more important. Um, no. No, it's not. So, if <laughs> don't lie to me. Just say it depends. Um, Shakeology is one... You're, what? Oh, dear. It's just... Fuck off. What is? What, how often should I drink Shakeology? I, 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 at least they say it differs oh, pretending on programme, but you should receive a schedule each day. <laughs> Shakeology, three, f- eh? Three to six times a day. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that annoyed me because that, uh, that kind of fits in with concepts and stuff like that, that putting names to stuff that's already got a name. So... Shakeology, and I don't know, just uh, just not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> it's very odd. Hence why we got psychologists and stuff like that to talk about psychology, and yeah. the strength guys to talk about strength, and nutrition. Dan pretends to know about nutrition, talking about nutrition. It's just, it's advertising stuff that you can't do, and you're going to get shit service, and... Then you're going to go find hopefully somebody knows what they're talking about or not or be totally put off like we talked about at the start about going to the gym and be totally because you've had yeah. such a shit experience and not come back to it. Um, and then Shakeology just sounds stupid, to be honest. That's why it's the stupid thing on the internet this week.
1: There you go. <laughs> Shakeology. Shakeology, get on, get on it. it. Get on <laughs>
0: it. We've, we've just given them some free advertising, so. Um. Yeah.
1: Right, I think, uh, I think that's a wrap,
0: Tom. That is a wrap, so... Takeaways. It's been, it's been a long one, but takeaways. Just go go to the pushball lakes community page. Um, ask Definitely. to join. Myself, with Daniel will accept you more than likely.
1: Um, I think there should be an initiation process where you have to like upload a funny meme. A
0: meme is that what they yeah. call it? I would call them meme or meme, 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 meme. <laughs> and then that call can be
1: that can be the thing. Just
0: say whether you believe in memes or memes. <laughs> a funny meme of. Uh, either me or Dan or both of us there's plenty of or photos, anything so. else yeah <laughs> see what we can do um, yeah obviously reach out to us if you want uh, post up there any content you want doing what you doing and talked about on the uh, podcast anything that you mm-hmm. uh, going up um, and then look forward to some of the guests that we have hopefully lined up big one next week Dan hopefully I believe so yeah so yeah hashtag made it um, yeah okay All right, peace out
1: then. Catch you later.